All right. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome Hey-o. to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I am Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And today we are doing the 90s sequel classic Watchers 2. <laughs> it's not a direct-to-video uh, movie that is perhaps the bluest movie we've ever done so far, I believe. I think, bluest? Uh, yeah, well, every every like scene was blue? lit the color blue. Um, oh, okay. I thought it you were was, saying like a like a lewd adult movie, like a blue no, movie. no, 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 like, not not very lewd at all. Uh, what cut did you watch? <laughs> <laughs> I watched a movie called Watchers, and it was just this guy sitting in the closet jerking off, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> for uh, for the second, uh, also this movie, who is the Watchers? I, th- I can't recall if we asked that question last time, but like, there's still no clarification on that. <laughs> Why is this called that? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I never thought to ask that question, and I have zero answer for it. That's a yeah. There's no reason. Maybe maybe because the monster likes to steal eyes, like he's taking watchers. That's it's it. A stretch. It's got it's, it's it is a stretch. But I mean, the it, so the eyeball thing doesn't get addressed except for there's one line in this movie where we finally have at least somebody addressing the fact that the eyeballs are being taken, where he's like, he doesn't like being watched, but he's still compassionate or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so at least they say he takes eyeballs because he doesn't like being watched. And so maybe <laughs> the watchers are every other person that this monster sees on a regular basis. <laughs> and so he's like, you know, anybody that's watching me, I'm going to take their eyes. And that's his I just, I also love how the monster moves in this. <laughs> just every time, ooh, 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 with the arms. Once, <laughs> I know, once I, I know realized, y'all can't see right now. <laughs> it's just like a power. It's just like a Power Ranger putty. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's it's because it's very difficult to move in a big ass rubber costume. Like a full on whole thing is made out of slush latex. It is, and also it is clearly the fucking monster from Terror Within. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, 100%, he just reused that fucking suit. Which leads me to this. Imagine how bad that fucking thing smelled. Can you (laughs) even imagine? Ugh. Ugh, I can't can't imagine it. It's disgusting. It's a full-body rubber suit that someone is in, like, nine hours a day. Oof. Like... But when the monster's coming after somebody, you know what I mean? Like, imagine if Michael Myers was walking up towards you, but he kept doing this with his arms, sticking his arms out to the side and waving his arms like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so amazing. Like, yeah, Michael Myers just doing the the crazy, like, over the head, like, walking like a crazy deranged chimpanzee with with his arms waving over his head. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of like a gibbon like, walks. Yeah, I'd be like, into that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, why didn't they just make the monster walk kind of normally and evil? Like he's walking up to somebody. Every time he walks, he's got to like move his arms like the mummy or Frankenstein from the Universal pictures. It's so hoke. Oh, it is, it is wonderfully hokey. I yeah. will say that I'm very impressed by whoever the actor in the costume is because he does move very quickly. He's, yeah. he's capable of running in a suit that like, you know, like the Swamp Thing costume and like any of those like full body things. Mm-hmm. It makes it very difficult to run. I so can imagine, yeah. I can't even <laughs> like. And so he does. He acquits himself very well, I will say. <laughs> he uh, was probably just drowning and like getting uh, dehydrated. He was just slowing his arms to like get him the help. <laughs> they can't so hear him. Help even, me. 
I hope that they shot this at least kind of in sequence so that he wasn't in the sewer water at the beginning and then had to wear the suit all the way through the rest of it after it's been drowning in Los Angeles sewer water because that's unbelievably disgusting and makes me want to barf. But one, my, my first, before we start, I do have one fun fact about this movie that I want to bring up. It is that uh, Janez Kaminsky did the did the cinematography for this movie and okay. he also did the cinematography for Amistad and Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> also cool uh, as ice. <laughs> uh, you know, what? Amistad, Saving Private Ryan, Cool as Ice and an episode of The Wonder Pets. That's on his IMDb. So You got to start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the Wonder Pets was after he did Amistad, Saving Private Ryan and like all of these really big prestige movies. He came in later and he was like, "I'll do a I'll do a Wonder Pets." <laughs> I guess. I don't know. He was in the just building. Like, maybe he just likes working. He doesn't care uh, what it is. Maybe. I, I thought <laughs> that was... Let me play with a camera. <laughs> yeah, he just likes it. He did a bunch of other stuff, too, but I thought that was funny. I mean, yeah. it's... it's. Uh, I don't want to say that it's a good-looking movie, because it very clearly is not a good-looking movie. <laughs> but it's a movie that realized what it had... Like, it, it saw what the what the failings were going to be, and covered them up well you know it's like basically the same way that underworld turned everything blue because they knew that the computer animation was going to suck shit uh Uh and they were like well if it's really 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 blue nobody's going to see our shitty computer animation this they were like well we're shooting with shitty cameras and we have a huge budgetary restriction if everything's blue it'll look a little better and we have a really shitty looking monster so let's show him like all the time from the first five minutes. <laughs> but but they only show him through a single color. Like when he's being operated on, he's in bright red. When he's yep. in the rooms, he's in the blue. So, but they still show him, and he's so oh he's oh so true. Doofy. He's so doofy. He looking. is. <laughs> he looks like Trumpy from Pod People, the Mystery yes, Science he Theater. <laughs> he really does. He's got that the big long. It's not quite a snout. It's more of a a mouth, but still still very Trumpy esque. Uh, and uh, you can do great things, Trump. <laughs> you can do magic. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he does not inspire fear uh, no. in in the least. But he does. I mean, there are some heartfelt moments in this movie. There's yep. at least a bit of an explanation of the uh, of the toy bears, kinda. Kinda. Not really. No, you know. they never really explain uh, it, but they do bring it back a fuck ton. Oh, yeah. Well, this movie is also a, it's almost like an Evil Dead 2, where it's like, almost like a different remake of the first one. Right, yeah. Very, very similar. So it's yeah. not, it's definitely not a sequel to the first movie at all. Like, it's similar, but like, the, but the monster's called The Outsider, he's not even called Noxcom in this, like, uh... It's not like they reference the first movie or the breakout in this other place. Like it's almost like it's its own remake. Yeah, it's very, so very weird. Evil Dead Two ish. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's almost as though they made half a movie and then went, "Oh shit, this is the same as that Dean Koontz thing. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to get the name for that, or else we're screwed." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I I have absolutely no idea why they made those changes. The Outsider was a cool name. I thought that was a that was a cool choice. It was cooler than Oxcom, so I think that's not yep. a bad choice. I do think it's weird to to interfere with your original movie like that. 
where you have something already, you have a mythology set up, and then you're like, eh, fuck that. Yeah. It's, Again, I, I don't think it's a sequel at all. They don't mention especially, the third Francis experiment, nothing. Yeah, like, I mean, the changes were bad. Like, the Aesop project is way less cool than whatever the other one was. It was the uh, the St. Francis or whoever the guy is yeah. that loves the animals. Uh, that was a cooler sounding name. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, we should just talk about this thing. Let's go through it, even okay. though nothing happens in this movie. Uh, oh, God. That's, yeah, that's a big fault. This, it grinds to a halt in the middle of it. <laughs> this is going to be problematic because there are a lot of – there's a lot of nonsense in this movie. There's a lot of, like, just time filler, yep. more so than the first movie, and that was a complaint you had about the first movie. This one definitely has it. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but this is, this is 90s direct-to-video all day yep. long. I mean, that this feels – like, if I had rented this in the 90s, this is exactly what I knew I was going to get. And I was yep. going to be stoked, too. I was going to be like, yeah, awesome, perfect. But I think the last time I've seen this was when I rented it in the 90s. Uh, yeah, me too. Yep. Yeah. It was pretty much like a first time watch to me. I didn't remember a damn thing. But, yeah, I think I yeah. probably rented it at a home vision video in Augusta when I first saw it. So Probably the same story about me, but Sanford. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, we get these two government agents who arrive at an underground bunker. That is, it, you know, like all these shitty things, it's a uh, it's a hydroelectric plant that's just dressed up to look like some sort of government facility. And you, and you know they're government spooks because they both wear sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was very fun. Um, they, they, uh, they pass by a giant Winorski sign that says Project Aesop, except in this case, it's like light up. So it's like a fancy Winorski sign. Um, and it's full of animals. They come in and it's like just cages of animals randomly. Don't know why. I mean, maybe all the animals are being tested on whatever they make this. <laughs> my favorite part is that this movie basically starts off with these two guys who were man and woman who start out. They're like badass NSA agents, like really talking about their, their credits. And they're like, yeah, come in. And then they make a like straight up, like burn book, mean girls, like thing is they walk through the door they're like they walk past the girl who's petting the dog and she's like oh our tax dollars at work and then she glances <laughs> over at her partner i'm like whoa <laughs> so so bitchy um <laughs> so yeah so they start taking pictures of uh the monster i love yeah, this part too <laughs> they're uh, locked out and then they get in they use their little like uh t2 decoder pad to like <laughs> Same click time. into it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so then they find the monster and they can see the monster and they hear it going <laughs> the whole time. So the lady thinks it's a good idea to open up the door of this tank and stick her whole head in there to get a picture. Yeah. It, uh, grabs, it grabs her. <laughs> I would say Obviously. I would say best and the brightest are not at the NSA in this universe. Um <laughs> and uh yeah. and they're the NSA in this movie. They were the NSO in the last one. Oh yeah. That's so true. again, another another weird ass point change. Yeah. Strange. No. I don't get it. Uh, nope. Either way, <laughs> they they have definitely been eaten. Um, so Barbara is like working, trying to teach this golden retriever whose name is Einstein. Maybe ironically, trying I to teach hate that name. <laughs> trying to teach Einstein the alphabet. So she's like, "This is B B." This is C, C, and a big C shows up on the screen. And the dog looks up and he's like, this shit bores me, grabs his teddy bear and runs off. 
<laughs> I love. Um, and this is that's our first little. There's teddy bears all over the damn place. Um, so they run intelligence tests on this dog every single day. They talk to this. The, we get this dumb guy showing up, and he's like, he basically does all the all the info drop that we need. He's like, don't you get sick of running him through the intelligence tests every day that you do here at Project ASAP because we are a secret governor. Uh, yeah, and, so, and and not and still not being super smart. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That's all we yeah. needed to know. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, "No, I like him, and he's a good dog, even though he's stupid." Turns out he's been playing dumb the whole time. Why? <laughs> because he doesn't want to be part. Because he knows what the the program is, and he knows that if he shows more intelligence, then he's going to be a part of this weapons program okay i guess he is very 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 he's, smart <laughs> he is smarter than a human uh according to them at least he was progressing he was learning faster than a human when he was young and then he stopped learning in air quotes at some point oh, when he figured okay. out what was going on he stopped playing along and was pretending to be stupid so he may be i think he is actually smarter than the average human Okay. So I think, I think that's the deal. Um, Okay. And so another awesome character choice here is that, uh, that the evil doctor whose name is Steve (laughs) (laughs) name, your evil doctor, Steve. That's always hilarious. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Steve. So evil doctor, Steve is like, comes in and he's like chomping on a popsicle and he's just like, (laughs) <laughs> he's like his character choice is that he's eating a popsicle but the he finds out that the nsa guys are still in his office and he's like oh i bet they're probably in little tiny pieces and being pooped out right now so he runs down <laughs> and he finds them and he finishes off his popsicle while making a call yeah. to his evil co-conspirator whoever the fuck that is to be like uh yeah, there's two dead NSA agents in my office. Um, so they they cart everybody off. I think they were. I think she he was calling Mary Warna. I think uh, he was. Yep. Okay. Then she comes down, and uh, she tells him the whole project scrapped. And then she drops a bunch of info here that cracks me up because it was like, he's like, this is the most advanced monster project ever, and it's like. Uh, he can't even see in normal light, and he needs to be kept at, like, 120 <laughs> degrees at all times, like, in the heat. Like, what are the fucking practical uses for this thing? <laughs> so, <laughs> it can't go out in the daytime. It yeah. has to be in outrageous heat. It's like, you know what doesn't do that? A soldier. You know what else doesn't yeah. do that? A fucking tank. Just yeah. send a tank. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots you know we have bomber planes the the military has enough shit that we don't need monster dog fucking <laughs> troops we can totally scrap the monster dog thing and our military is still going to be massively overpowered uh but uh yeah i loved that too that was maybe my favorite part of the movie but, but also um what a waste having uh mary warnock here this is all we see of her for all of like she, two minutes and she's not even a quirky character like yeah mary's she fantastic <laughs> should have been the doctor 
I mean, I love yeah. I loved Doctor Steve. I think he did an amazing job. But I yeah. think it would have been oh, an that opportunity been great. Yeah. to have her do something wacky. But also, they probably had her for an hour. You know, like she probably wasn't. She probably did a half day. I doubt she even did a full day uh, on set. Yeah. So it's just like yeah, it's just such a waste of such a great actress. Like that was more. That was more like a favorite. That role, role. could have been played by anybody. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. Yeah. Uh, I agree. But uh, so now that uh, now that evil evil Doctor Steve has been told by Mary Warner that. They're shutting down the program because it literally is like the shittiest program in the world. <laughs> like it has no practical application. This job could be done by a pistol better than what it's doing. Uh, he's like, okay, and he's pretending to take it well, but he installs a tracking chip in his monster. Do, 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 do. So now he's got I that love, in there. I love the installation of this tracking chip too. Like it's not like a subdermal where he's like slipping it under the skin. It's like they just cut the monster open and just shove this big jagged square <laughs> thing in between the muscles. It, it looks like it's in his brain. Like when yeah. they opened it up, I thought that was literally the monster's skull, and he was in oh, his I, brain. Oh, I thought they were just putting it into his back. Like, like <laughs> either way, it was massively intrusional. It was like, oh yeah, you so, feel that shit. <laughs> yes. So evil Dr. Steve's plan here is he's contracted a bunch of PETA animal liberation front types to break into the lab. He has, they've, they've all arrived in black suits. Somehow he had like their phone number or something and they came down and he's like, all right, here's how you get in. I've left all the things unlocked. Go down here, but stay out of the basement. And so So he warns them. What was his plan here? Was was he using them to cover up? the dead NSA guys? No. his. In, I, the, I couldn't figure this out. The only point of this thing was that he was going to steal the monster. His whole point was to get the monster out. Why would um, he need these guys to do that? To what, make a distraction? Yeah, because then all, all of the animals have been freed. So yeah. the, the monster's just another animal that's been freed into the wilderness. As opposed to they know that he has the monster. So he's stealing it, and he won't get caught stealing. They won't just come to his house and go, hey, you've got the monster. You tell me this place doesn't have security cameras? Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I'm telling you. Uh, Yeah, they have have constant monitoring by the NSA, but nobody's thought to bug the place. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so yes, okay. that, that is, the, that is the deal, but guess what? They do go into the basement. Ugh, what a bunch of dinguses. <laughs> so these, uh, these animal liberation front guys go down to the basement after freeing all the other fuzzy creatures, including Einstein, who's one of the first out the door. Um, they got into the basement and they're like, Hey, what's this? Looks like some kind of a big fucked up baboon or something. We should let it <laughs> loose. Let it out. Let me just stick my face in it first. And uh, so they stick their face in it. We got, what, two, three more dead Animal Liberation front guys in the basement. Uh, yep. One of them who's still conscious. Uh, they, uh, oh, before that, sorry, before that, they actually well, they get to fight with the, the doctor, right? Yeah. Which was even weirder because the doctor has a trank gun for, yeah. the, for the monster. And they're like, he's yeah. got a gun. Get him. <laughs> No idea what that you was. Gotta just hire him. Hit him. Yeah, just yeah. get him. 
I, and so they do get him. Uh, he is partially unconscious, so he doesn't stop them from opening the, the monster tank. Monster comes out, murders mostly all of them, does not take their eyes, I don't think, for some reason, but then just books it. So he gets out. Monster is now free. There's a bunch of people on the floor. Uh, the doctor finally wakes up and probably my favorite at least line of the whole movie while Mm -hmm. he's pouring gasoline on these PETA guys who are still alive. He's like, I told you to stay out of the basement (laughs) and then lights them on fire and takes off. Yeah. Good point. He did tell you to stay out of the basement. Yeah. So, uh, our dog Einstein is now running down the highway and, uh, and we cut to a, a Jeep, full of military police escorting escorting Mark Singer, who's uh, coming from the stockade for punching a superior officer. They Einstein's seem to be drinking a flask or something, too, while they're doing this. Do you notice that? Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know. It was it was to, sh- to prove that they were really chill. They were like, listen, we know where it's at. We understand <laughs> how it is. You got in trouble. You got to go with the flow, man. Come on. And they really do that. And they're like, yeah, come on, just be cool, bro. And we're friends and whatever. Now I'm going to murder this dog. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, he, look out. There's a dog in the road. Oh, cool. Two, two points. points. Yeah. Oh, uh, grown. And, and uh, Mark oh, Singer mention, was like, we, I'm going to save this cat just like Blake Snyder told me to in the script book. <laughs> and so he was like, goes off the road and, and in like in every one of these fucking movies, when somebody goes off the road, nobody can hit the brakes. And so they just keep going <laughs> into this field forever. And it's like the first fucking thing you do is hit the brakes. Come hit on. Hit the brakes. Yep. Hit the damn brakes. But they're like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of yards into this field. And uh, and they see a monster. So, and we, said, we do got to mention that Singer is handcuffed in the Jeep, too. Yes. he's yeah. He is handcuffed. So the, the two two cool guy chill officers, uh, they get <laughs> fucked up by yes. the thing in the desert uh, yeah. while Mark is still chained up. So, But then Einstein comes in and grabs the keys off of one of the dead soldiers <laughs> and walks it over to Mark, who is able to get his handcuffs off, hop in the Jeep and gun it just as a monster <laughs> closing in on him. Yeah, the monster throws one of the corpses at his windshield. Mm-hmm. He backs off. Whoa. And then the monster jumps on the windshield. He backs off and gets the monster off the windshield. He's, he's doing <laughs> and good. This, and this is, this is the first time you see the monster. It looks so silly. Even in the dark blue silhouette. It's just like, whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> and I love that the monster never shuts up either. Every time it's on screen. So they tried to do something later on to fix that fucking monster and they failed miserably, which really bums me out. What I, I wish they had gone with this from the beginning. It must have tested poorly or something or they looked at the dailies and it looked bad. But one of his first kills is jumping a little bit ahead here. But the first kill the monster has, he grabs like a like a robe and covers up with it on his way out the door. Mm hmm. And it looks good. He's got this like tattered robe on. So it's yeah. kind of a like creature walks among us kind of thing. Like, yep. I don't like the way that my monster looks. So put a hat on it and some whatever, you know, like, like, like Raphael going to the movies. <laughs> right, exactly. 
Um, and I wish they'd stuck with that. So he looked like the lizard, you know, like sort mm-hmm. of that yep. kind of like lab coat look. I would have been into mm-hmm. that, but whatever. Even if they put pants on him, I think that might have been cool too. Fuck, man, you're right. He should have grabbed a lab coat for leaving the place in the beginning. He yeah. would have had that lizard thing going. He would have looked great. Yeah, I think that would have. Because he, I think it, that he looks good when he's got the covering on him. Yep. Yeah, he looks better. So I think, yeah, the lizard look would have been much cooler if he'd, like, taken it off the doctor or whatever. But he did not. Um, yeah, exactly. When he's later on, when he basically has, like, the sackcloth over him, he looks mm-hmm. better, too, because it's obscuring some of the, the things that make him look like an anteater or whatever, like, silliness yeah. he kind of looked like. Um, so the evil doctor is now regretting all of his decisions that he has made previous to this. As he and should be. <laughs> and he's trying to track the monster. Uh, and now Paul and the dog go to his ex-wife Sarah's house. Sorry, Paul is Mark Singer. I'm going to call him Beastmaster, probably, because... Oh, go for it. He's the Beastmaster. <laughs> Come on. Oh, oh, what a, one thing I just want to say about the tracker, too. I love that it beeps loudly. Like, it's always cracked me up when trackers beep loud, because they're, they're supposed to track somebody. Why would you want this thing giving away your position when you're spying somebody that's going, beep, beep. <laughs> even aliens even yep. even the best of them yeah totally always been a pet peeve of mine why would you have your tracker beep that <laughs> uh, is not something he would want to do um, okay so he's at his ex-wife Sarah's house at four in the morning and he kind of tells her the story right off the bat which is shocking which is not what I would personally do if I was attacked by like a baboon Sasquatch monster I mean, maybe I would. If it was my defense for escaping MPs, probably not. Yeah. I love I love how um, you never see Sarah's new boyfriend either. You just keep hearing him from upstairs. Just a like, voice. Honey, what's going on? <laughs> Honey, go back to bed. <laughs> like, he's never even got his answer to what's going on. And he's just like, get back here. <laughs> and apparently he's just gone in the morning before everybody else wakes up too. Like, you just never see this dude at all. It's so weird. It's such a that's such a funny choice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh all right. So Steve, the evil mutant baboon scientist thing, he finds the dead MPs while he's tracking. So he's now kind of on the trail of the monster and he's starting to see the 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 dead people that it's leaving behind. Um so Barbara tries to go back to work here but the place is burned down they say all the animals ran away and then there's a close-up on a mutilated sheep for no reason we already know there's a fucking monster on the loose whatever um just in case you forgot just in case you forgot (laughs) not only does he kill military police officers he also kills sheep and he sounds like this (laughs) (laughs) yes he sounds very gerbily um so if you see something going, rawr, 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 holding a teddy bear, run. Just run. run. Do not <laughs> touch his teddy the, bear. That's another part of this stupid soldier project. Like, we need the monster to go attack the base. It will, but it's just crying because it doesn't have a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, a drone does not need a teddy bear in order to function. I'm just, I'm just going to say that. Uh, but if you put one on top, it looks fun. Like he's like. Like the driving a flying carpet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like the bear's flying the plane. This is adorable. 
And also, it's violating the Geneva Convention. That's also <laughs> adorable. Uh, now, if we can only see a dog drive a car. <gasps> but wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. There's that dog driving a car in this. Yeah, so... Okay, uh, so we never see her husband. He, uh, We cut forward to the next morning, and she's going to... The cops come looking yep. for him. Uh, she tells him he's not there. And then they hatch this plan to sneak him out of the house in the backseat of his 66 Chevy SS. Mm. And again, nice. with the with the weird-ass remake stuff in this movie, just like the other stuff, antique cars. They drive away in an antique car. He trades his antique car for an antique car. All these antique cars. For, like, for most of an just... antique car. He yeah. trades for a, a decent even percentage. Trade. <laughs> even trade for a, a yeah. decent-sized portion of a truck. Um, yeah. Yeah, how was that thing street legal? It was missing half of the front end. Yeah. Like, sliced down the it side. It would not be. It was yep. very it was missing weird. its whole fender and lighting rig and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so she sneaks him out of the house in the back seat of his convertible. On her way to aerobics class, because it's still basically the 80s and the early 90s. <laughs> Can you explain this part? I don't get how this plan was supposed to work or why this happened or... So they get to the aerobics class. She gets out of the car. Furface gets out of the car. I'm sorry. Einstein gets out of the car. Mm -hmm. She goes inside. Einstein goes and pees on the cop's car. The cops are like, oh, what the, what the, they get out of the car. Man's best friend. Oh, yeah, right. And then see uh, a bevy of beautiful girls show up and they just turn their heads to watch the girls instead. And then meanwhile, he drives the convertible away, but with the dog in the driver's seat. So everybody's like looking at him. We're like, a dog that drives? <laughs> but wouldn't the cops notice the car is gone anyway, no matter who was behind the wheel? Uh, no, there was a dog driving, so that's not going to pique their interest. <laughs> if it was him driving, they'd look. They know that the dog driving the car is nothing that you need to pay attention to. This was just Perfect camouflage. I... <laughs> it makes zero sense. <laughs> it's literally the thing that they would look at more than anything in the world. It's like, <laughs> well, I need to make a stealthy escape. Quick, get yeah. my neon suit that has the sparklers that stick out the back. I'm going to run at them. It's so <laughs> insane. It's It was just because they wanted to show a dog driving a fucking car. And, it's... and it makes it makes no sense either. Like he wouldn't even be able to drive. He wouldn't be able to see anything. Like Mark Singer is on the floor. It's not like he can pedals. see better because there's a dog above him. <laughs> it's not like that helps. The dog doesn't even put his mouth on the steering wheel. It's not like the the dog would be smart enough to drive. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like they don't do that at all. He just and sits that's there what's like frustrating idiot. is that the dog yeah. should be helping. You know, like yeah. the dog is smart enough to help him drive, but <laughs> nope. He doesn't even give a shit. So this is where this movie it does it in a couple scenes where it just like turns into a spoof comedy all of a sudden. Yep. For a literal minute. Imagine a movie that just turns into the naked gun for 30 seconds and then just reverts back to normal. It's so strange. I mean, that's a lot of 90s direct-to-videos did this kind of shit. They were mm -hmm. just like anything they would throw anything at the screen that was entertaining because of their budgetary limitations. They're mm -hmm. like, whatever will keep people engaged, 
during this scene do it i don't give a fuck if it relates to the plot or not i don't care if it keeps it realistic i don't care about any of that i just you know we're like we've got one week to film a movie that should take four we've got we're reusing old costumes from other monster movies just do whatever it takes to make things and any exploitation movie kind of is like that it's like what is going to stick in your head like Mm -hmm. movies that just have things that are because I think if I was ever trying to describe this movie, if I was like, man, I wish I could remember there was this movie I watched when I was a kid and it was a monster movie, but then a dog drove a car. I think I would, <laughs> I think that would be the kind of thing that I would say. I would be like, I remember a fucking dog driving a convertible. It couldn't be a horror movie, but it has to yeah. be. <laughs> it's like, I just tried and, to describe that. There was a dog that drove a car and a monster that loved teddy bears <laughs> and uh, <laughs> teddy bears. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> so right here, he we, was just always stealing teddy bears from like convenience stores and stuff. <laughs> from terrible stereotypes who then turn out to be wheelchair bound, and then yeah. blowing the stereotype all to hell. Uh, yeah. uh, weird. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, that was that, interest, interesting casting decisions. Yeah, some uh, real <laughs> some real interesting shit there. Um, it's like either very forward thinking at the same time as being really racist or like I, it's really hard to make out. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't peel that guy that that roll apart, but we'll get there uh, right now. We've got Paul pulling up to a skeezy motel and getting a room for the night. Uh, the cops show up. They interrogate uh, Paul's ex-wife. She apparently convinces them well enough, whatever. And then they leave. So now Paul is sitting in his hotel staring out the window he grabs a phone he finally makes his decision he's he's making his he's he's searching his soul while staring out the window and he's like you know what the best decision I'm gonna turn in this, myself in i'm gonna turn myself in i'm calling the military and i'm gonna come i'm gonna turn myself in so he calls up he gets in, ch- in touch with his general i think and then and then the dog hangs up the phone as soon as he gets in touch and he's like you just hung up on a general Yep. And then he tries just, it again. Just another variation of the first movie. Yep. Tries he pulls it again. the cord out. Yep. Yep. Hangs up on him again. And then he's like, wait a minute. How about this? And he calls for a pizza. And he's like, yeah. and then the dog doesn't hang up on him because he's ordering a pizza. But then he makes sad noises when he says that he's putting veggies on it. He's like, mm, like disappointed noises. And then he's like, <laughs> he says, how about hamburger and pepperoni? And the dog barks and he's really excited about meat. He's like, he's slowly parsing out. I thought this was okay as far as like ways to parse out that this dog is intelligent. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and so I wish, I wish he asked that they had a pizza with dog biscuits though. <laughs> they probably you have, would you have dog biscuits as a topping <laughs> in this movie. They probably would have, they would have just been like, yes, of course we do. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. I was mad that they didn't. <laughs> And so he says, well, if you're so smart, what's my next move? And the dog hands him the phone book. <laughs> He's like, oh, who do I call? And then he starts bringing him things. Honestly, I maybe I'm an idiot. I probably am. But I don't think I would have pulled this together. I think it would have taken me like oh, two fucking no. hours to figure out what the dog wanted. I would have like said everything about them before yep. pulling together that they were all white. Yeah, that, I wouldn't have got it either. I don't I don't think maybe I'm bad at puzzles. I don't know. But white was like 
I could not I could not parse this out personally. Uh, but he figures it out in like 20 seconds. So he wants he's looking for the the name White. And then luckily out of the 300 whites that were in the phone book, her name was the fourth or fifth entry. <laughs> Very lucky. It's, it's good her name wasn't Veronica. You know? I know. I was like <laughs> I was like sitting there going, "Oh no." Oh, are they looking to buy time? Because if they are, this scene's going to go on forever. Yeah. Uh, and luckily they were not. So we didn't we didn't just sit in the fucking room listening to him list off names for 20 minutes. Um, so, yes, he gets a hold of the dog's previous owner, uh, Barbara, and uh, and they agree to go over because the dog is impatient to leave. He's just barking at the door and he's like, well, okay, I guess we can leave now. Fuck it. So they go to find Barbara White, who is the the nice lady who worked at the Aesop project. They establish the the one bark for yes, two barks for no thing, too, so that they can take care of all that. Yep. Um, yes. So, so when he's leaving, there is the most unnecessary characters ever uh, trying to check into the hotel. And it's this young guy. And this woman with enormous breasts, who is an adult film star. <laughs> uh, they luckily get the room because he just checked out. And, and like the last movie, cartoon characters, all the side people are cartoon characters. So he, the guy's like, hey, you have a pet. You ought to pay extra. My, <laughs> I ought to. You yep, know? Yep. And, then, uh, and then he gives the keys to the other couple. And she starts unzipping her shirt. And that's it. Like, we don't even see any nudity. You don't even give any nudity when you actually cast a porn star in this movie. All I could think was that the woman who played Paul's ex-wife must have been so pissed when she found out that this person was in the movie. She she probably had one of those things where they were like, listen, the distributor needs boobs in this thing, so you're going to have to show your boobs. You know, we got to get somebody to do it. And you're the only person who's there. And she went, okay, fine. You know what? This needs to get made. And I know a lot of people need to get paid. So I'll do this thing that I wouldn't want to do otherwise. And then she watches the movie and she's like, is that a fucking porn star that didn't show her? What the? You go straight to hell. You go straight to hell. And you go straight to hell. (laughs) It is so bizarre. You've got got Barbara White, Tracy Scoggins, who's you know, always known for her hotness and you've got an actual porn star. And then they take this one of the, to deliver the only boobs of this movie. It's yeah. very strange. So <laughs> weird. So very, very weird. Um, so and this, and this couple with the porn star, they don't even need to be in the movie. They're just nothing the, burgers. Like we don't even see them get killed. Do we? I think we just insinuate it. You know, yeah, we, we don't see anybody get killed. There's no, no, what, there the hell, are no what the hell are these three characters here for? <laughs> I mean, None of the none of the kills in this movie actually happen on screen. Well, I mean, and mm-hmm. also the way that this movie is filmed, you wouldn't see them anyway. It's all about obscuring <laughs> stuff because they can't afford to do the the effects that would yep. be involved in taking a head off or doing blah blah blah. So <laughs> they're they're too rushed for like actual horror movie kills, and so yep. we get you know remnants. We walk into a room where the monster has been, and there's blood on the walls and a head in the toilet or whatever. Like what happens next? So what happens here is Paul's ex is taking a bath. We get the monster vision and another funny moment that actually cracked me up when he's like, 
an indestructible monster is here. I can do anything. He tries the door. Oh, I can't get in. Okay. I'll try <laughs> another way. It's like, fuck you, monster. You could smash down yeah. that door. That's the, yep. your character trait is not to be like, oh, I should find a silent way in. No, you're, <laughs> you're supposed to be an unstoppable force of nature, you know, Jason Voorhees type. And, but how instead did the cops, he's like, and how did the cops that were staking this house out not hear anything? He must have smashed <laughs> through somewhere. He's constantly going. <laughs> they didn't hear a damn thing. <laughs> nope. They heard nothing. But we get so you can't see anything because it's like everything else in this movie. It's blue as fuck. But, <laughs> you know, she shows her boobs and the cops are like, oh, I guess there's no more free show because the the lights turn, turn off you turn the lights off i guess <laughs> or the the monster has killed the power she yeah. was just no she was that, she was just straight up taking her bath with all the lights off <laughs> i mean what the hell i've had some hungover dark showers but this <laughs> didn't, didn't seem normal at all <laughs> uh yes so this but uh this is where the monster grabs the trench coat and where we could have had the you know the creature walks among us thing, but it didn't go anywhere. Unfortunately. No. Um, yep. The kids at the and hotel. He also get, apparently, he also apparently tore her head off and threw it in the toilet. And it in the we toilet. don't see any of that on cam. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just oh. like the first movie where you're like, is this monster really making these types of decisions? Whereas like, he wants to put the head into the dryer. Yeah. <laughs> like, did he turn? Oh the dryer? shit! I didn't even. I didn't even put it together. Like, yeah, that was a weird thing in the first. Weird thing in this. Head in the toilet. Head in the dryer. Head <laughs> in the dryer. That, that weird. You know, that weird Evil Dead, similar but different shit going on. The <laughs> only way that it would have been more similar to the the original is if he had sat there flushing the toilet over and over again, <laughs> like he had done by turning on the dryer with the head in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yes, the evil doctor comes in because he's tracked him to the hotel room. He arrives after he's murdered the two, the the couple, and the the doctor tranquilizes him and loads him into his pickup, off screen obviously because he's an old ass man and that's a big heavy rubber suited dude. <laughs> um, now Paul is back at Barbara's place, which is my. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a weirder place. I mean, in all of the eighties and nineties, insano like. Here's my quirky apartment where it looks like I'm actually in a restaurant. Sure. Here's my quirky, you know, like uh, what was the ninja movie we did uh, where it's like she's got a, a pay phone and an arcade oh, machine yeah. <laughs> and there's like a fire hydrant and a stop sign. Sure. Yeah. Quirky. You open up the door to this fucking place. There's a rack of canes hanging from the wall <laughs> like like musical tap dance canes the curved kind from like the 20s yeah um okay sure I'll, I'll let that go the place is outfitted like a spanish church from the 1800s okay sure she's into gothic stuff that's fine it's got like <laughs> candelabras and some other weird shit pan in do 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 there's a fucking cast iron swing set in the middle of your room what is happening <laughs> uh i just want to say that i didn't notice any of these three things that you just said so <laughs> i don't know how i missed this i have no idea how you missed any of this yeah. but and she has a sculpture that's nothing but like spears and like 
they don't establish her to be like a crazy artist or something. Like if he had needed to build shit using an arc welder and she had been like, I make cast iron sculptures and you know, this, <laughs> this swing set represents the loss of innocence or something. But oh, that would have been, that would have been great if they, if they decked that, 40s truck that he had out all 18 style and made like a battle tank with all the shit in her apartment yeah i wonder and if that, that was like a an actual proposed idea at one point that like, would have ah. been awesome yeah. but mm -hmm. the only the only thing that gets used of her crazy sculptures that are there of all the weird ass mise-en-scene that they've thrown into this place is that she's got a hellraiser sculpture with like spears and shit that looks like it's straight out of hellraiser 3 and the doctor eventually gets killed on it but yep. that's it. That's like the rest of that shit just makes no fucking sense to me. Oh, he only gets fake killed though, right? Or is that his kill kill? Oh, th that's his kill kill. But that's way oh, okay. at the end. So skipping way ahead. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so um, we have another one of those awesome movie moments where they're like, all right, I guess I'll stay because the dog wants him to stay. And so they sit down and instantly they turn on the TV and the first thing that comes on is, and uh, the Beastmaster is wanted for murdering a bunch of people. He might even be in your living room right now. And it's strange that they called him the Beastmaster too on the news, was, but they, they did. Called him, they called him Beastmaster because he has a dog. That's why. Mm -hmm. um, and so she like, she does the, oh, hey, that's you, the murderer that they're talking about. And she slowly gets up gets out of her chair, goes over to the phone and and the dog is like, no, no, no. you can't leave. No. Like, I think she was trying, she, she had her purse maybe, she was trying to walk out the door or call the cops. I don't know what it was. She was doing something but the dog's like, no, no, no. You have to come back in and eventually, whatever it is, whatever convinces her to not not bug out, I can't imagine what it would be she stays and then eventually the dog goes over to the keyboard and we get another dog puppet typing no killer yep. <laughs> so, first movie paul, all over again <laughs> yeah i think he says paul no killer or something like that yeah. um and then paul asks what the monster was and the dog types outsider killer not you <laughs> hate me and then and then he's like wait were you playing dumb all along yeah yeah totally okay cool <laughs> so apparently Barbara like knew about the outsider program and all this other shit, but she thought it was a, she thought it was just a rumor that they had around yep. the office. Um, so the dog types like in the background, the dog types it's coming. And so Barbara agrees with the dog and decides to let the wanted murderer stay on her couch because the dog's nice and likes him. So and then he just starts railing off all the, the bombs and guns and knives he's going to go by. <laughs> <laughs> That's later, but yeah, he totally does. <laughs> so back at uh, Dr. Steve's house, he apparently has a monster lab on premises, which is great. <laughs> and in his brightly red lit monster lab, uh, he's fixing up the bullet holes that are in the insider, out the outsider or whatever. <laughs> whatever's happened to him and he yells at it like it's like it's a bad kid like, you yeah. shouldn't be killing people why are you doing this you <laughs> you know you you're mad at that dog but you shouldn't be mad at the dog and he's like you 
the dog is your friend. You need to be nice to the dog. And that the be nice to the dog was his trigger. And he's like, fuck this. And yep. smashes ah. the doctor, takes one of his eyes out, leaves one of oh, them. Oh, that's... Yep. <laughs> and then I guess he, he doesn't leave. I don't... This, this is confusing. Because... I don't know what the time frame is. Maybe this has happened like really close to them showing up because they Mm -hmm. leave and go to Dr. Evil's house and they show up and they're like, ah, knock on the door. Nobody answers. And then they slide the door open and like sneak in or break in. Um, But the monster's still there when they arrive. And so Mm -hmm. they, they're like sifting through his files or whatever. And, and the monster just starts smashing on a clear door and like breaks in and attacks them. So this part I love too. This is like the absolute pinnacle of the monster's stupid movements. Like we see him from, we see the, the, the stuff breaking from the inside, but picture what happens on the outside. A monster wriggles over to his left, uh, punches a hole in the wall, wiggles over to the other side of the door, punches a hole in that side of the wall, then wiggles back to the front. Then eventually busts the door down. <laughs> yeah, it, the way that this monster moves, if you've never seen this movie before, if you can picture um, like one of those old wind up Tommy toys of the soldier that lies down and he's crawling and yep. he puts one <laughs> one arm yep. in front of the other. They also made a baby that did the same thing. He's got yep. his hands out and they're just kind of. <laughs> and then when he starts walking up to him, it just looks so silly, illuminated by the backlight of uh, the broken down door. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is it the is, most unscary thing you'll ever see. It's so out of time. It's so like 1960s monster movie. It's not. Yeah. It is not an 80s, 90s monster. Like, he almost moves like the mummy, you know? Like, right. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Like things have changed since monsters moved like <laughs> yep. this. Like people do not do that in movies in the 90s. No. But this place, these guys, they were all about it. Um, <laughs> so while they're inside, the dog... Uh, sneaks into the doctor's car and steals his monster tracker and brings it back to the Jeep. And so they now have a monster tracker and they're running away from the monster. They get in the Jeep and they get away just in time. Not just in time, actually with quite a bit of space to spare because you do not want to see this monster in daylight. So he's out, (laughs) which I think is also why they're like, yeah, he can't, be in the light so you're only gonna see him in darkness not because the monster looks shitty it's because it hurts his eyes that's what we can afford (laughs) yep uh and now we get this this weird weird convenience store okay so they stop at this convenience store we get a kind of a kind of funny little exchange here you know the dog grabs a toy and he's like, you have to pay for that. And he's like, okay, fine. But we have an Indian stereotype character who is like, or Sikh, whatever. He's he's in the 80s, 90s world. He is 80s, a, 90s, they always did that. Right. It's, it's just, it's, a, it's some sort of stereotype from the Middle East that they're just like painting with a wide paintbrush about 40 or 50 different countries that he could be from. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, He's a straight stereotype, but then we find out that he's in a wheelchair and it's yeah. like, it doesn't play into it. I hope it's just that they were like, oh, this actor is in a wheelchair. And so we hired him, which would be the the best possible answer to this question. 
But if they decided that he needed to be in a wheelchair for this role, then I have no fucking clue what's going on. No. <laughs> if that was a if that's a script choice, then I'm like, okay, I, I'm out. I got no fucking clue why you would got, choose to do Why? That. Yeah. And again, it doesn't play into anything. No. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. The wheelchair right. doesn't factor. They don't. They don't take that from the dead guy and build a battle tank out of it. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like it just seems just really like, see it a, seems like a very random. <laughs> random element to add in if that's what they did but if instead what they did was hire a person who is in a wheelchair then awesome yeah good job um so did you notice the shelves at the store (laughs) i've got a lot of problems with this as a person who runs a store the aisle just has like 500 cans of v8 And then a bunch of vodka. So, like somebody had like Bloody Marys on their mind. Yeah, I, I assume that that's just for the the cast and crew. They were like, yeah. "Listen, we'll we'll stock this room with this stuff, and then we'll all get wasted." Um, so my favorite thing about this, as a person who runs a store, we have this dude in a wheelchair who does not have a single mirror to look at any other aisle, so mm-hmm. he can't see to his side. He can't see over to the other side. He doesn't have cameras. He has shelves that are built six and a half feet high, seven feet high. You can't see over them. Yep. Does anybody pay for anything at this store or is it all just <laughs> shoplifting? Because yeah. if that was, I mean, my store has some of those problems and I get fucking destroyed by shoplifters. So I don't know. <laughs> like it's <laughs> you'd think. You'd think that he would have some sort of arrangement where he could see behind the rows somehow, but does not. Either way. And so this monster comes in. Oh, hold on. Okay, hold on. I'll let you get the monster. I got to get this because this is... Okay, okay, okay. I did actually like this line. So she was... The the guy yells at them because the dog grabs the toy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you shouldn't bring animals in here. And she's like, yeah. Not at these prices. And then it's like, okay, that's an all right line. But then Mark Singer pulls his face back into frame and he makes this little kid face at him afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. I loved it. But it was like, it was so out of character for him. Yeah. That was a very expensive teddy bear. That's 1990 money. (laughs) Yeah. But apparently like, they all like really expensive teddy bears back then. Yeah. That's some, that's some fucking gunned shit, man. Woo. So then we, uh, I love, <laughs> we see the monster come into the store. Uh, he, uh, he kills the wheelchair guy. Yep. You know, he, the wheelchair guy just sees cans keep falling out from behind the shelves. He can't see over. So eventually the monster just grabs him and chucks him. And then the monster just has himself a field day at the store eating junk food. <laughs> Opens up the, the beer cooler and just starts chugging It was beer. not enough. It was so close to being enough, but it wasn't enough for me. I wanted, I wanted like some sort of fucking pop song to start playing and then do a straight montage of the monster pigging out in the store, like oh, drinking beer, like trying on sunglasses, doing like eighties shit all <laughs> around the stories, like putting on their funny hats and he leaves and he's dressed up like a tourist with glasses and a hat oh, and he's got like a rain slicker and he's <laughs> got like a big bag full of Twinkies, which he does take with him, by the way. He does yep. take a giant bag full of junk food with him. 
So he could oh, not then, have carried then, all then, of that just in his arms. Then Ghoulies no 3 way. shows up. Oh. <laughs> They're like, this guy knows how to party. <laughs> and they all just start drinking beer together. <laughs> I just, I, I'm just saying I would have enjoyed that. Oh, they dropped the ball so bad on this team. <laughs> All right, so now they've found the tracking device. Paul recognizes oh, wait, oh, oh, oh. it from the military. Can we just, have one, can, can oh, we just have one shot too during the scene of uh, the monster peeping into the hot dogs on the rolling machine and just like looking at the and we watch the monster's eyes roll in, in circles with it. Whoa! whoa. <laughs> <laughs> because he's drunk from all the beer that he had. Yeah, uh, That's comedy. <laughs> Damn it, this movie would have been so much better if Walking on Sunshine had played and he was dancing around in the aisles. Doing, oh, man. Doing the Ali Sheedy dance. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, this is oh, this is the worst missed opportunity of all time. Uh, all right. So they go home. So stupid. And they watch a they watch a fun VHS tape of the Aesop experiments. Oh, they weird! Explain, like the first movie. Exactly the same shit over and over again. They explain that there's AE seventy three, AE seventy four, blah 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 blah. Same shit we learned last time. They just changed the names. Um, yep. Except now, <laughs> in another move, another move that made me laugh uh, when they're explaining it in the video. Uh, they have a Vectrex. They have like a little grid and then little electronic monster and dog. Oh, yeah. And they don't do anything. It's like they're just there on the screen, like standing there. It's, I, I love that they bothered to have this like computer thing. And they're explaining, here's a dog. Here's a monster. This one goes after this one kills it. Bah. You know, and instead they created a computer graphic just to show that there's a dog and a monster. Um <laughs> That's your tax dollars at work, Matt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, oh, and another one of my favorite lines. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's like, dog spies and monster assassins. And then Paul says, yeah, you get used to that sort of thing in the military. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. I've I mean, talked I've to a lot military, of military I, people I, in my life. None of them are used to dog spies and monster assassins. That is not true. <laughs> that is unequivocally untrue. Yeah. Uh, okay. But uh, what's, what's, what's wrong, Frank? Uh, just tell uh, all the monster assassins and psychic <laughs> dogs. And, uh, and uh, we just have to get up too early, too. <laughs> it's just a lot. <laughs> also, boot camp. And uh, yeah. whatever. We have to eat with the monster assassins in the mess hall. And oh, you got just... a monster drill sergeant, too. <laughs> My drill sergeant is also a baboon Sasquatch mix that tries to kill dogs. Uh, the military, the problem. right? Uh, this is when we get the crazy gun prepper uh, commando scene. Uh, yep. We get the... I love uh, when he makes some gloves. He sticks the leather gloves and he, like... Chops the fingers off with a knife. Yep. Yeah. So he gets those badass riding gloves, just like the kid on the bike in the last movie. It's true. <laughs> yeah. This is, and then they straight up rip off the uh, the alien scene where uh, where Sigourney's learning to use the M1A assault rifle when she's like, <laughs> she's got Hicks behind her, <laughs> so she learns how to use the shotgun in that same way. Um, so now we go down under the bridge. <laughs> For a for a straight comedy scene. Oh yeah, 
just <laughs> we're gonna meet we're gonna meet the local hobos and yep. they are under the bridge getting drunk and our and our guy shows up and he's like all all swaddled like he's the elephant man and he comes down and he's like comes because he's cold because he needs to be in 140 degree heat or whatever it is that he's never <laughs> in so apparently he doesn't really need to be in it the whole movie he's <laughs> never in it he's like in cold water most of the time but whatever fine so he goes down to warm up by the barrel and they hand him a bottle and he's like ooh monster likes whiskey all right <laughs> and he drinks he drinks all this booze and he's like he's having a real human moment hanging out with these these homeless guys underneath the bridge next to their trash fire and then one of them is like hey that's a really nice bear <laughs> which is you know like the kind of conversation that people have and so he touches his bear that was uh -oh. a bad move Everything was going move. really well until he touched the bear. And then, of course, monster goes crazy and kills everybody. Then they're all like, oh, shit, this is actually a seven foot tall monster drinking <laughs> on booze. <laughs> Just barely noticed that. But he, you can uh, totally one, see that it's a monster the whole I, damn time. <laughs> I did enjoy that the one guy, there's one dude who's across from him. So the guy that's in his direct line of sight. As yeah, soon like, as he shows up, he starts, like, backing off, which I thought was really, like, that's nice. That's a really fun, mm -hmm. I don't know, it seems like they're paying attention when they're making the movie when you do something like that. Yeah. So he actually realized it was a monster, and he got the fuck out before anybody else got murdered. Um, so Paul wakes up on the couch and realizes that the monster is, like, hunkered down someplace. And here's, like, he wakes up to a news report as always in these dumb movies, you know, the news report is telling him exactly the piece of information that he needs to know. At the Two more people were killed second, last night. Yeah. The second he needs to know it, he's like, Oh shit. The monsters killed people. And it has like a nest down someplace. I need to go to it because if I wait any longer, it's going to kill more people. Like by the time it gets here, it will have killed a bunch more people and it'll be my fault. So yep. he leaves Barbara and the dog behind goes off to track the monster. Um, he drives up to this location that's like toxic waste barrels and like a very like a super cool 80s 90s movie location like you could film a RoboCop scene here yep. um, you know like lots of razor wire and lots of like industrial drums and he's like he follows the monster and then he has an aliens moment where his tracker goes beep, 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 beep. he's like it's here but it's not here and then he realizes it's in the sewer so he goes down to that place that every every action movie films their car chase in. If you need to chase a Terminator or, you know. Or a deadly baby like uh, They Live. I think it's yep. the same sewers as They Live. Or uh, what was the uh, Return of the Living Dead 3, if you yep. need to get in there for that. Yeah, so it's that sewer. It's that amazing place that everybody shoots. So... He finally gets down there and uh, and he finds the, the pile of the monster stole porn, too. So, yes, you know, OK. <laughs> and <w> so <laughs> there's a bunch of rats eating all of the junk food that he left down there that he'd brought into the sewer. Um, and <laughs> was that porn magazine called Rat or did I just see that because I wanted to? I 
I couldn't tell what it was called, but I, I noticed it. that too. Yeah, it's like it's like he, the monster just stole a porn mag and all the junk food in the store and just went to town in the sewer. <laughs> monster knows how to party, man. Yeah. <laughs> I told you he was a party monster. That scene belongs in there. <sighs> what a bummer. All right, so... The monster jumps out of the sewer, like, just when Paul's least expecting it, and slashes across his back, super, like, bone deep into his back. Oh, yeah. Painful. <laughs> yeah. I watched that, and I was like, my immediate reaction was, oh, he's going to die of sepsis. Forgetting yeah. that, you know, it's a movie, and nobody ever dies of sepsis in movies <laughs> unless it's a plot point. But, like... And then I was watching this on YouTube and I actually scrolled down and the first comment was that dude's going to die of sepsis or something along those <laughs> lines. And I was like, yeah, you know what's up. That absolutely uh, is what's going to happen. Especially when he takes the water slide on that wound, too. Hmm. <laughs> There's no way he's just full of every parasite and disease known to man. I mean, he definitely mm. has hepatitis C. You know, he yep. has probably A through C, if nothing else, but probably several other terrible, terrible things. <laughs> it gives me the willies just thinking about it. But that's not a part of action movies. So he he manages to shoot the monster a couple of times, you know, and it sometimes it hurts the monster when he shots. Sometimes it doesn't. Whatever the movie needs. Uh, yeah, he slides down into a into from one sewer pipe into a deeper sewer pipe on his. I back really like I, I really like the sliding scene. What that looked like, that was fun. He's got he's got ridiculous face when he when he makes goofy faces. He's got that Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger quality. That's like when he goes big, it's real big. It's like when, yep. when he goes wide, you're like, oh, that's. Yeah, like cartoon. It's like Ren and Stimpy. Oh yeah, big. definitely, definitely. He's great in this movie. <laughs> he is great. Yeah, he's great in everything. I like that dude. <laughs> um, Me too. I mean, I, because I grew up in the '80s and I watched Beastmaster probably four hundred thousand times on TBS. <laughs> <laughs> TBS I, uh, would play Beastmaster like once a day at least. I don't think I've ever actually watched that series at all. Really. Really? Yeah, I'm just saying, I, I know I've seen clips. I think I might have rented one in high school, but, like, not enough to warrant saying, like, I've actually seen it. Yeah. It's great. There's three it's of them, got, right? The, I, the other two are not worth watching, but the first one, the Don oh, no. Coscarelli one, is worth yep. watching. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Super fun. Um, okay, so Paul wakes up in the sewer with a rat on his head and really loud gospel <laughs> music is playing, and I thought it was going to be revealed that there was, like, a church like we were going to find out that this music was actually in the scene, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> that was just a, a weird music choice. Weird choice. Yeah. Um, and so he crawls out of the sewer and yells at some kids who are parked next to the sewer opening. He's like, <laughs> where is this? And the guys are like, it's planet Earth, man. Let's get out of here. <laughs> they take off. Super uh, helpful. Yeah, super helpful. I mean, super helpful to the scene, too. It meant nothing and could have just nope. gone away. Um, yep. So he finds a, you know, 1980s bag lady stereotype in the in the sewers, and she has the tracker that was in the monster. The monster has pulled it out in a scene that was 
too blue for us to see. Uh, there was a scene somewhere Weird. where you saw the monster, and I thought he was like, oh, I've got a bullet hole in me. I'm going to poke it. And it's like, nope, that's not what it was. He was pulling the tracker out, and we just couldn't see it because it was too fucking dark. Um, so back at the apartment, Einstein has typed, it's here on the keyboard. Power goes out, and it's even fucking bluer now. It is so blue in their apartment now when the power goes out. It's crazy. Um <laughs> So the door is shaking menacingly <laughs> and like you do in a horror movie when you see something moving in a completely unnatural way that seems like someone's trying to bust down the door like a person who you know would never do. You go, Paul, is that you? No, Paul would just turn the knob or use the key or <laughs> he would knock. But instead, it's like shake, 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 shake. And then behind her, Monster jumps in, uh, busts through the window and goes after her. She unloads the shotgun on him. And I don't know what that fucking shotgun was loaded with, but explosive rounds, man. Yeah. Resident Evil, like flame rounds. He, he told her that when she was teaching oh, him the right? gun. Oh, yeah. I didn't know she was that. Like, There's only three things in the chamber. That's and they're right. explosive tips. So be careful. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and they are explosive as fuck, and it blows that monster right back out the window, which yeah. is pretty funny. Uh, and it's like, oh, we're safe. But then it turns out that Steve, the evil scientist, was at the front door, and he comes Ooh, in. Ooh, evil Steve. Stupid evil <laughs> Steve. And and he's like, he's ranting like a crazy person, and she's still like, that's eh, that dude I work with. Everything's cool until he finally snatches. I mean, honestly, to be fair, he looks like he's dressed like a little kid who's playing war. He's got like his eye bandaged and his arm is in a sling. Like he looks like he's coming back from the Crimean War or something. So he's not okay. Like you wouldn't no. expect him to be able to steal the shotgun from you. <laughs> I would not. I think I would have been taken by surprise if he wrested something from my hands as well. But he does. He like he gets over to her and just grabs the shotgun out of her out of her hands and says, "We need to give the dog to him. If we give the dog to the monster, then he'll stop killing." Um, which obviously they don't know that at all. Yeah. But he also like she also realizes now that he's completely nuts. He's like, "The monster won't kill me. He took one of my eyes, but he he's a nice monster and he whatever <laughs> whatever the hell he says." Yeah, um, stupid. <laughs> yeah. And so he shoots at them. They try to get away and Steve shoots the explosive round at the wall and it blows a human and dog sized hole in the wall that they escape through. Yeah. Now, where is this? They start climbing up a ladder inside the wall. Nah, I got nothing on that. I don't know. So weird. Know There's like two constructed was. wooden ladders inside the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. And we get to I see the dog climb a ladder. That was cool. That was cool. <laughs> I've never seen a dog climb a ladder before. So thank you, movie. Uh, yeah. Need to see. You know, there's there's at least that. Um, yep. And this is the scene. This is the the great scene where Evil Steve talks to his monster buddy. And he's like, yeah. "Hey, monster buddy, you know." we're in this together. We'll, we'll get that dog. And the monster's like, we're not in this together, dumbass. And he jams him onto a big spike, killing him and then pokes his eye, his remaining eye out. Yeah. Yeah. The spear went right through his neck too. hung him up on that. 
Yeah. That effect that, looked good. We actually okay. saw that too. Yeah, that was a good kill. That was, uh, and that is yep. one of the few actual like legit things that happens in front of camera. So that's cool. Yeah. No, there is that one. Um. So and and the monster steals the teddy bear here too. No. Oh, yeah. Same same he thing. Just keeps losing his damn bear. <laughs> they paid forty dollars for that bear in 1992 <laughs> money. Keep that fucking bear. Yeah. Um. So it's like he doesn't next... even care what bear he has. He just wants one. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. That is such a sad part of this movie. Mm. I mean, it's such an easy. It's an easy out. If you're if you decide that you want an emotional beat in your script, and you mm-hmm. have this thing, have this stuffed animal. It makes it childlike and whatever. It it is very easy, but it's also it's nice that they tried to have an emotional beat because this movie doesn't need it. There's no reason yeah. to throw it in there. It's not the kind of movie that would normally have some sort of heartwarming or heartrending or whatever. It's you not like want... it's not like we ever saw the monster as being totally good and then he went bad and then you're like, right. oh, he's he's still got some innocence to him. No, no, he's been a dickbag killing people from the second we met him. Yeah, Who cares but... if he's got a teddy bear? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently me, because it made me feel bad for him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so they chase around the blue building forever here. This <laughs> is just the lady and the dog running from the monster in a blue house. For the next 10 minutes, this script reads, Rar, R. <laughs> Rar, R. Run! And that's it for yep. ten fucking minutes, just screaming, running, screaming, running, rawr, monster noise, uh, until finally uh, she and the dog get up on the roof, and somehow it's still fucking blue, even though they're outside. Ah. Um, so the monster finds them. Einstein tries to attack it and gets smacked into some boxes, and he's pretty much out of the game at this point. He's like. He's taken off the board pretty much instantly. Uh, Paul finally shows up. Surprise in the nick of time. Uh, like monsters just about to murder her. And he shows up and jumps on it like a pro wrestler from like the turnbuckle. <laughs> like, I thought that he had a shotgun. He does. Why didn't he use it? Because it's awesome. Because <laughs> it was more awesome to jump. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So he does that um, and, you know, he fights it for a minute. And then eventually, after after getting a few licks in, he stabs it in the back of the neck with something. And then he's like, well, because this is a horror movie, this monster is dead forever. And I shouldn't even I should turn my back on it because it's a fucking horror movie. What? It's not dead. Oh, my God. I'm so surprised. Uh, now I'll yell- bring out the shotgun. <laughs> yeah, he yells to her to turn on the lights. So she flips a switch that turns on the big floodlights, blinds him. Uh, apparently, why he knew is there where a the light flood- switch for floodlights on the roof of their apartment? I don't know. Why is there a giant electrical cage right next to it? I don't know that either. So the monster can get electrocuted, just like the sheriff girl in the last movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so they do that, and. Uh, and that's how it happens. He shoots it like four times. It falls into the into the electrical power grid, explodes it. He gets electrocuted and shot. Falls down, and he's he's still not dead. He's still not dead, but he is pretty dead at this point. Yeah. He's like 
he's pretty pretty well toast um and so it is frustrating that they don't kill him at this point because this would be like like Corey Haim stopping when he sees the monster on the ground mm-hmm. this is that moment only yeah. the movie ends after it that's what's really frustrating about this yeah. is that we don't know that the monster is dead even at the end of this movie no we totally do because the dog brings the monster to the teddy bear remember then he's about to shoot the monster and then she's like no wait and then you see the monster go <sighs> so I, I, I think like I think I think the monster's dead well I mean yes uh, in in movie speak I think the the monster putting its head down is it's dead but I mean yep. in real life in like in any other circumstances oh like you would double tap that shit yeah please <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, the, you're out of your mind. Put mm-hmm. a bullet in its head, please. The, yeah. that is, the, this monster's killed like 50 You let people. it die kind of peacefully. Now just go make sure you yeah. finish the job. Sure. <laughs> it, it deserved that for all the murders. Yeah. But yeah, but then, the, then that, move, that scene does happen where the monster is like unable to move and he's dying. And then Einstein brings the teddy bear over to him and he just takes the, the teddy bear and he holds it and he dies. And it's really sad. I don't know. It, it yeah. bothered me. I was like, oh, that's a real bummer. <laughs> and that was then it. And the scene works. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess it does. It it worked to humanize the monster to me, at least. Um, mm-hmm. And then that was the end of the movie. That's it. They just kind of stare off into the distance and then the movie ends. Yeah, I kind of didn't like that. I kind of wanted a more uh, those cliffhanger endings that happen in monster movies so much, you know? Like Critters yeah. 3, where they, they were like, oh, there's still crate eggs in the apartment building? Ah, you know? You I would get any kind that. of that. Yep. Or it's like back back to Aerodyne, and there's like another doctor being like, looking at the screen, and he's like, all right, 73 went offline. Bring out 74, you know? And it shows <laughs> like they have like a whole room full of monsters waiting to be tested. You know, oh, anything like that would have been a cooler like ending than just... Like, yeah, he got his teddy bear and died. Okay, here's some credits. (laughs) Yeah. Anything. I would have gone for anything. Even, I would have even taken, like, a stupid thing like them going out and partying afterwards. Like, them being like, hey, everything's fine now, and we're living our lives in fucking, you know, Palm Springs or something. Even even a tag like that. Or, you know what? You know what would be great is if um, cops went to investigate the convenience store for the convenience store desk and they started watching the security tape and saw the monster dancing, doing all this stuff. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? And then it ends. <laughs> and then we just, we just watched the, uh, the monster dance in black and white on security footage over the credits. Oh. <laughs> That's such a better movie. <laughs> okay. So do you think we could start a GoFundMe that would allow us to reshoot that scene and then re-edit a version of Watchers 2. <laughs> I just want to get $2,000 to rent a convenience store and destroy a bunch of stuff so that we can have a monster drinking a bunch of beer <laughs> and dancing. <laughs> with, with gremlin spinny googly eyes watching hot dogs spin. <laughs> I, I think we could get probably tens of dollars for this. Yes. <laughs> If you're listening, please donate now. <laughs> donate now to the Make Watchers 2 Fun campaign. Uh, Make Watchers 2 great again. <laughs> we could fix this movie. This movie yes. could could absolutely be fixed. I feel like this movie is fixable 
mm-hmm. without reshoots with the actors. I think that just reaction yep. shots and like little dumb shit could make this movie very funny. Definitely. <sighs> oh. oh, it's killing me. Now I really yeah. want to do it. <laughs> shit. Oh, the, the Watchers 2, the fun box cut. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get Damien to sell something of his to, uh, to fund this. Uh, guys, I'm already funding a real movie. No, 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 no. We need the monster dancing. I know you love goofy horror, so give us your cash. <laughs> You've obviously seen Watchers too. Now remember the scenes from Watchers too. Imagine uh, how it would go if. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was very sad. I helped Damien pack up his mask from Haunt. What? Yeah, I came over to the shop the other day. And he was about to mail off his uh, his mask because he sold it to fund the uh, to fund Times Up. Oh wow! That movie is gonna be fucking good though. I I will What's admit. What's the hot mask go for these days? Two grand. Wow. <sighs> yep, he basically got an offer for two grand, and he was like, "All right, I'll just yep. put it straight to the movie." Because he was going yep. to uh, gonna put all that stuff up as like rewards on a like GoFundMe or Kickstarter or something like that for the for the movie but he somebody at when he when he said that they went i'll give you two grand right now and he went yeah okay <laughs> i mean so is it is there a kickstarter for times up there will be i think i think to? he i think be. he okay. said that there's going to be um so we'll see so be on the lookout for Corey norman's kickstarter for times up yeah we'll make sure you know about it around here <laughs> oh yeah absolutely i'm very excited uh, I think it's going to be really fun. So, yeah, that's great. Um, and this is this is the movie. We did it. We've made it through this. This is not making me want to watch Watchers 3. I'm not going to lie. Do you, you want to watch Watchers 3? I don't know. I'm really on the fence. Should we do it? <laughs> do, do we do something else next week and come back to Watchers 3? I can't Yeah, wanna... let's take a watch break. I feel like I, need, I feel like break. I need a watch watchers break. I feel like this is too yep. much watchers for me for for one for one month. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm actually going away, so I'm not actually going to be able to do it next week. So maybe we'll have a breather. Okay, and, uh, that'll be good. We, we can, can do, do watchers, watchers three, three after you take a break. That'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll be good. Oh, then I don't have to do that. <laughs> Oh, actually, in. when I talked to Damien, he said he wanted to do uh, Madhouse. So oh, okay. we can do Madhouse next week. Okay. Yeah. Unless you want to do Madhouse, too, we can bring you in. No, you guys can cover Madhouse. Because it is boring <laughs> as fuck. You're going to hate it. I, I hate that I movie, too. It's so <laughs> 70s and boring. Damien loves, loves those boring movies, man. He loves those slow burn, boring 70s movies. No, I'll be up in range. So you can you can cover that without me. Have fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, awesome. So that is it. You can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast and at Coast City Comics. And please buy things from CoastCityComics.com. Like a Funbox Monster Podcast t-shirt. Like a Funbox Monster and, Podcast t-shirt. And lots t-shirt. of other cool things there. Yeah. <laughs> and you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Matt Awkward VHS Fiend. And uh, check out the group VHS Rejects on Facebook if you're looking for some fun. Lots of cool stuff there. Cool. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Buy Coast City Comics stuff. Yeah, buy Coast City Comics stuff. Buy your comics from us. Buy all sorts of other things. VHS. <laughs> we have all sorts of things. We have literally every dumb thing you could think of. Um, also, 
we have a new t-shirt coming out soon as soon as I can get around to doing the color separations he's on vacation so he hasn't sent me the files yet but uh, James Callahan who did the comic auteur I don't know if you're familiar one of my favorite comics uh, he did a shirt for us that is the first time that we have the rad wraith in a Coast City Comics shirt so it's oh, nice. such a good design oh my god he's so good <laughs> He's literally like one of my favorite artists of all time. So I'm like, I am unbelievably excited to get this out there. So I'm making stickers cool. and I'm doing shirts. It's so can't good. wait to meet you up on the sidewalk and buy it from you like some drugs. <laughs> like it's drugs. Coast <laughs> yeah. City Comics, buy comic books like they're drugs. Like they're drugs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's all we got to say about that. And you have a good vacation next week. And, uh, Thanks, dude. And I will see you in two weeks for Watchers 3, which is going to be fucking terrible. <laughs> I have a feeling Watchers 3 is worse than Watchers 2, so this is going to be a treat. Maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. We might be. You never <laughs> yeah. know. You I'm going to keep a positive, a PMA, as, as the Bad Brains once said. I will keep That's that positive <laughs> mental attitude. Excellent. All right. Good night, Matt. It's great to awesome. see you. Thanks. <laughs> Take it easy.